1: Well, guys, thanks to some big wins in Congress, falling gas prices, and a stronger economy, President Biden's approval rating has surged three points. That's it? That's like donating a kidney and getting a text back that says, thanks.
4: Huh. <laughs> uh, what the joke and not was- even thanks exclamation point.
2: Yeah, it wasn't the joke so much. His delivery was just so good on that. Um, uh, so coming up, a landmark moment in American history, pop culture-wise. Also, what is the latest wrinkle in the Mar-a-Lago raid? So stay tuned for that. Alec Baldwin did a two-hour interview about shooting that woman, and uh, he said some things that are kind of interesting,
4: actually. Uh, 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 wow. Wow. I'm saying like 10 minutes into the interview. If I'm the interviewer, I'm like, well, that's all I need. Yeah. No kidding. Two hours. you want to talk more? I got two hours free. Uh, No. I'll tell you all the interesting things in like two
2: minutes. It ain't going to take two hours. Large scale University of Oxford study that came out yesterday found that people who contracted COVID-19, and that is pretty much everybody. There is a good story came out the other day. It said. Way more people have had COVID than think have had COVID. So a, a lot of us know know we had COVID multiple times. In my case, um, mm-hmm. and then there's a giant crowd of you who think you didn't have COVID that
4: did. Last I saw, that they think about 40 percent of cases were asymptomatic. Right. It's still kind of a guess, but
2: anyway. So this big Oxford study that came out yesterday, people who contracted COVID are at a higher risk of cognitive and neurological conditions like brain fog, psychosis, seizures and dementia for up to 2 years after infection. Incidents of depression and anxiety also found to be heightened after getting COVID-19, but those risks returned to baseline within 2 months of the infection, the anxiety and the depression, but that other stuff up to 2 years. And man, that's a tough one. How do you nail down when you got if you got if your brain fog is if you're over 30 you have some brain fog so is it worse than it used to be or are you just getting older are you
4: just noticing it more that's a tough one yeah it is that's an interesting point although i don't think anybody can dispute this disease has effects on human uh, human bodies that i've never seen or heard of before because it was created in a lab by scientists certainly enhanced Anyway, that's troubling. I mean, uh, how long have you, your whole life, you've heard about the flu and colds and strep throat and a hundred other things. And uh, now, granted, in some cases, they are discovering some, like, neurological effects of, uh, of, of various uh, viruses and bacteria. But the whole uh, long COVID thing, the whole it attacks your brain thing, you lose your sense of smell and
2: taste. Well, right. Yeah. Didn't, didn't just the whole COVID thing when you had it just didn't feel like anything
4: normal? All well, right, right, yeah. Uh, everything else. Yeah, I coughed and, and had a headache. Not, I couldn't smell anymore, and I can't remember my address. Oh, geez. When you're talking respiratory disease.
2: And I usually smell my way home if I can't remember where I live. <laughs> it's really coming at me from all sides.
5: What wow. An aggressive scent.
2: Anyway, so if you got any of that, that's why you got it. This is kind of an interesting landmark cultural note. Things change. New Nielsen Data, that's the company that keeps track of radio and
4: television, I guess. I don't know. And uh, I think they do movies and stuff, too.
2: For the first month ever, in July, Americans spent more time watching television on streaming services like Netflix, YouTube, and HBO Max than they did watching cable TV. First month ever. You knew it was inevitable, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure we'll never go back. But uh, streaming represented a record of th- almost 35% of total TV consumption last month compared to 34% for cable, 21% for broadcast, which is in, uh, you know down at the bottom. But there you go, and I'm sure we're never going back. I guarantee you I watched more on Netflix, YouTube, and HBO than I did on cable last month.
4: Yeah, I cut the cord, what, a year and a half ago or something like that? No regrets. Zero.
2: I'm a YouTube TV guy. That's where I take in most mm-hmm. of my TV. Uh, who is um, uh, our friend Craig? He's a, uh, what's what do you watch, Craig? He watches Google TV. I don't know what Google TV is. He said he loves the Google TV. Do you know what that mm-hmm. is?
4: Probably. No, YouTube is Google. Or is that what he meant? Yeah, because YouTube is Google. But is Google Bottle. TV different
2: than YouTube TV? I don't know. You tell I me. I've got a bunch you know. of
4: apps. Yeah. Yep. And it works pretty good. Just do a search on where I'm going to find it. So and, I don't uh, even know what, find it. what
2: do we pay. And I'm not advertising. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not advertising it. But YouTube TV is it like sixty dollars a month or something like that? Yeah, or?
4: I think it's sixty nine. I have it too. Yeah, giggity. Yeah,
2: um, I believe it, that's correct. <laughs> and it's and it's every channel, and it's got a limitless DVR. Basically, right. you can record eight quintillion
4: hours of shows and keep them if you want, and uh, watch them whenever you want. And it's it's pretty cool. And it does; it's fairly intuitive too. And, and and Google is an evil corporation. I've said it many times. They mine your data. They they use it in unscrupulous and annoying ways. And uh, you know, I am on record as having said that. On the other hand, uh, they're good at what they do. Um, I mean, for instance, it'll in effect say, "Hey, dude, I know you watch uh, watch a lot of golf. You didn't set your DVR for this, but uh, you might want to watch this. Uh, we recorded it for you." And often they're right. Yeah, yeah,
2: I'll take a look at that. By the way, you you left your keys on the dresser
4: your wife looks terrific. That bra, perfect.
2: She wears that with another uh, guy, too, wait. by the
4: way. What?
3: Wait. His name <laughs> yeah, is no Sam. Care.
2: He lives over uh. there.
4: Google knows everything. Hey, you got some uh, spinach on your tooth. Wh- what? Why is you too What? Yeah. Anyway, I had another technology note. Oh, well, now I remember what it is, unless you're about to dive into something. Well, one, uh,
2: just because it popped into my head, uh, I had to get on the Google train. I had avoided Google. I had no Gmail address and I uh, had avoided Google. And uh, my plan was to do that. And then the schools made it impossible. Google Classroom is what every school uses. And if you want to have your kid in school, you have to do it. And then you have to have a Google Gmail and you're just, you're off to the races. And uh, our friend Craig, the uh, the healthcare guru, who we have on the show all the time, he uh, he fought Google forever, and he said he's completely gone to the dark side. And it's just he just he loves it. He said it's just so handy the way everything interfaces so easily. TV is phone is mail is just everything It's just great. So you know, like you said, they're good at it. Google yeah. it, but they do they do take all your info and they're peering in your well in your wife's bra,
4: as you pointed. Yeah, out. yeah, exactly. Oh, look, she's leaning over says Google, as they watch you every second. And listen to you. Don't forget that. Hmm? Hmm? Every word. Eh. So uh, you remember the whole meme stock thing? GameStop? A bunch of uh, Internet uh, hooligans uh, somehow or other bit up the stock like crazy. So all the algorithms started buying it, and it just went up crazy, and then they sold it, and some people made tons of money. Some people lost tons of money. Uh, they did it again with ba- Bed Bath & Beyond. New York Post has a story about this college student, twenty years old, made one hundred and ten million dollars. Wow! I got to do that. Uh, let's see. He bought f- five million shares at just under five fifty a share. Of course, you're- he's uh, studying applied math and econ at, U- at USC. But wait a minute, where'd you get all that money in the first place? Five million shares at five and a half a share. I can do math. That kid walked in with twenty five million dollars. What? Right. Unless, let's see, people also
2: regularly lose everything in these things. So the the success stories get a lot of attention, and we all are envious. But uh, the uh, jumped off a building because he lost all of his Ethereum coin or whatever it was. Those stories are out there, too.
4: Well, that brings me to the other headline I wanted to share. Bed Bath & Beyond shares tumble soon after becoming newest meme stock. Uh, After a high-profile activist investor confirmed he's bailed out, the shares began to fall and are plunging like a rock.
2: There's more more logic to it and planning than flat-out gambling, I suppose. But it is a lot like gambling in that, yeah, it could be great. If you time it perfectly, it can be great. If you time it perfectly and then don't jump back in and then lose it, it can be great. But you know who does that? Pretty much nobody. Even the success stories, they go for another back for another bite of the apple, and they lose it all, and they end up jumping off a building.
4: I've read right. so many stories about these people, right? And you'd never hear their stories unless they sue somebody. The people who make all sorts of money—that's just—it's like the guy who wins in Vegas tells everybody he knows. Well, and the person who s- stupidly lost, uh, you know, way more than he could afford, generally keeps quiet about it.
2: But then again, you got that part that I just mentioned: that the, do you stop at that point, or do you go back in? And eventually wear down because you think, you know, chasing that uh, big win again. Because almost everybody does that. That's what you got to remember. If you're getting the envy from any of these stories, when somebody gets uh, one of these cryptocurrencies or the GameStop or whatever, and you hear about them making a gazillion dollars. Trust me, most of the time they stuck around too long or they jumped into another one and they lost it all. Right, right.
4: Oh, that, that reminds me, there's a, a story about, uh, oh, oh, it's the Mark Cuban thing, how he's getting sued by all sorts of people in the Dallas Mavericks are too, because they signed on to promote this cryptocurrency investment site, and tried to get Mavs fans to, to make small investments, and how safe it was, and it crashed, it went away, it's bankrupt now. And so, uh, the, the $5 billion in losses for uh, people who put their money in it.
2: What's the biggest story in America that's the, the most... Hmm, I should have thought about wording this correctly. Uh, it's,
4: it's, it kind of helps in this line of work. It's
2: the most but. out of proportion in terms of importance to uh-huh. coverage story in America. Uh-huh. And I I'm think intrigued. If you know us, I think you know what it is. It's the border. The border is the most underreported major story in America. And I was so excited to see ABC Evening News getting yeah. back to broadcast television... The ABC Evening Newscast, which still exists, um, uh, covered the border in a more fair way than I've seen mainstream media do in many, many years. We could play you a little wow. bit of that. I was happy to see that. The latest in the Mar-a-Lago raid. Alec Baldwin thought Trump was going to send his goons, his words, not mine, to kill him. To kill Alec
4: Baldwin. Is Alex that why Baldwin. he shot that that cinematographer? <laughs> oh, geez! You thought it was a Trump goon. So,
2: stay tuned for all that stuff.
0: they hope to get on one of the buses that governor abbott is sending to new york
6: governor abbott is using innocent human beings as a weapon against new york Uh, that is wrong
0: texas governor greg abbott telling our byron pitts
6: before we begin busing illegal immigrants up to new york it was just texas and arizona that bore the brunt of all of the chaos and all the problems that come with it
2: the abc evening news covered the issue at the border and presented both sides of the contentious parts of it.
4: And I was shocked. I apparently am in reasonably good cardio health because I haven't had a heart attack (laughs) at that news. Including? Holy crap.
2: I was prepared for them. First of all, I was happy they were covering it at all, and then I was prepared for, okay, here we go with the whole. It's just awful that the governor of Texas is sending these poor immigrants to New York. And they talked to a family that was hoping to get on the New York City bus because <laughs> that's wow. where they they thought that'd be great. I'll go anywhere. They said. So let's hear a little more of this report.
0: And on the ground in Eagle Pass, Texas, we watch as dozens of migrants cross into the U.S. A couple of things that are interesting to me, as you can see, we have some very young kids across the river. They look like maybe five, six years old. We met this Venezuelan family minutes after they entered the country. <laughs> This is, he said, it's about a better future for their families, but also right now there's just nothing in Venezuela for them. Little Estefania and Victor say they want to work and learn English. Trabajar.
5: Trabajar. Estudiar
0: y trabajar. It's always an interesting angle of the story, and
2: I don't mind it being covered. the the The, the incentive for people to come here. Um, that's not the way you craft your policy or should craft your policy, I don't think, because I understand why people want to come here. It's a better place to live than pretty much anywhere else on Earth and certainly better than all the countries those people are coming from. Here's uh, here's the other side of uh, some of the problem, though.
0: And while millions of migrants have been expelled using Title 42, the rule that lets agents kick out migrants without processing their asylum claims to stop the spread of COVID, many of those expelled simply turn around and come right back with little to no consequence. So this group was picked up here. Instantly they ran their information. Border Patrol says they cannot, for whatever reason, request asylum. So they pulled them onto the bridge. Now they are walking straight over back into Mexico. So that is basically Title 42. In a nutshell a vicious cycle with no viable solution in sight
2: so uh, yeah they pointed out multiple times that uh if you boot the people out they just come right back in
4: right right well that is practically a miraculous report on a mainstream news outlet uh bill melugin of fox news who i wish i could buy stock in him i think he's going to be you know a big super news star guy um He's been he's had practically a world exclusive on this story because <laughs> well, nobody's been reporting it. We know this stuff; we've known it for a long time. There were two thousand people who crossed into Eagle Pass in a day. Yeah, at the beginning of the ABC
2: story, they mentioned what we didn't hear and left out that we set a record last month uh, for a year, uh, 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 broke last year's record year, and it's only August.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and one more aspect of this, speaking of Bill
3: Malugin on Fox News, Michael, hit us with 50 real quick, would you? Two major fentanyl smuggling busts in Nogales, Arizona... Two days in a row. CBP agents at the port of entry there seizing 15,000 colored fentanyl pills today and 250,000 colored fentanyl pills yesterday. CBP says those pills resemble candy, and the Nogales port director expressed concerns that, quote, this could be the start of a trend with transnational criminal organizations targeting younger users. Oh, boy.
2: You know, on ABC covering the border, I wonder what kind of response they got from ABC News. Remember, we learned from Cheryl Atkinson that uh, when she was at CBS News, if you did a story like that, the amount of pushback you got was immediate and strong. Mm -hmm. And so you know ABC got hit hard with all kinds of uh, people on the left saying, Hey, what are you doing? and you're uh, repeating
4: republican talking points
2: but i wonder if they also got a hell of a lot of hey good job on finally covering the border yeah what an Um, interesting question i wish i knew mostly in that i'll be interested to see if they continue to stick with this what should be a giant uh, ongoing story that they check in with on a regular basis
4: well it's astounding to me that it's absolutely ongoing but it's getting worse and worse
2: yeah Setten. Which is
4: amazing because we've already set all those records.
2: Setting records on a regular basis and, uh, and, and hardly anybody talking about it. Uh, we haven't updated you on the Trump Mar-a-Lago raid. There is a new wrinkle in the last 24 hours. If you missed an hour of the show, get the podcast.
0: Armstrong.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
0: The Armstrong
1: and Getty Show. DOJ lawyers argued that to protect the integrity of their investigation, that affidavit should remain sealed. The DOJ lawyer also told the judge that the department is very concerned about the safety of the witnesses in a case that has enraged many of Trump's most fervent loyalists.
2: So the big news of the last 24 hours is a judge said, okay, we're going to release the affidavit that shows you why they got the warrant. But, you know, the more detailed look at that is it might be all blacked out as they have to take out anything that's sensitive, and that might be yeah. a lot of it.
4: Yeah, so uh, as I said earlier, judge said to the DOJ, all right, you can redact what you want and then bring it to me. If I don't like your redactions, I'm going to do my own redactions. Then I'll let you look at them. And if you don't like them, you can appeal my redactions. And so this process could take, I don't know, weeks. He gave them a week to do their redactions. So it's a minimum of a week before we hear anything.
2: Well, right. And, but if the affidavit then comes back after all those redactions and it says
4: blacked out, said that Trump blacked out, blacked out. <laughs> what if I learned well, yeah. It could be entire pages of, of just blacked-out print. In fact, it almost certainly will be. I, I, hmm. It's possible there will be a couple of nuggets that will more or less explain what's going on, um, but it, it, will, it will be substantially redacted, I, it I'm could, sure of it. It could be
2: a long time before we get to the root of this whole thing, and uh, we could be way down the road of presidential elections going on and all that sort of stuff so that's gonna be fun to follow um uh here's my here's what cable news does that drives me nuts it's a staple of cable news you come up with a hypothesis or a um uh, like a hypothetical a hypothetical you come Mm -hmm. up with a hypothetical often a fairly fanciful hypothetical, like a, it's not even close to the most likely thing to happen. It's a, like, outlier thing to happen. They present a hypothetical, and then they all talk about it as if it has happened for 15 minutes.
4: Oh, that so is, like, if if indeed the boxes in Mar-a-Lago contain the Lindbergh baby, isn't it possible the president will be indicted and, and convicted of murder? And then they all talk as if that's what happened. Right. For, the, for the rest of the segment. And that's oh. what cable news
2: is over and over and over again. Jim, what if it turns out he does have a, a, a half-built nuclear submarine at <laughs> Mar-a-Lago? Well, a lago Well, half half-ape,
4: chained in the basement of Mar-a-Lago. And
2: then all five guests talk about that as if it has happened. It's so weird. Wow. Wow. And what is the point of that?
4: <laughs> well, look, cable news just got better yesterday. They fired the eunuch idiot Brian Stelter off CNN. Oh, he was so insufferable. He was so smug. And, and he went to such great pains to talk about how he was fair-minded and even-handed and just looking at media for, to, to represent the citizens. And he was a freaking vicious, dishonest partisan. But god dang it
2: how many times cuz the anti-Trump crowd is the most annoying crowd ever. They're so annoying. For, first of all it's the self-righteousness and then it's the it's the how many times can you cry wolf? Oh. And and still and, uh, apparently entertain your audience. S- some people out there I feel I feel like you're not going to be if Trump does get brought down at some point. I don't think it's going to be as satisfying as you think. You're, you're, you're wishing for, you feel like you're going, it's going to solve all the problems in your life. If Trump ever goes away, I think you've misled yourself. I think maybe you have got other issues with your marriage or your kids or your childhood or something that you think Trump going away is going to fix and you're going to be disappointed because you, you seem to hang on every one of these. And for six years, most of them have not panned out to be a freaking thing. And then whenever you say that, there's always, no, 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 no. Russia was not a hoax. So-and-so went to jail. So-and-so got... Don't give me that yeah. crap. You sold it as Trump going to jail, and you know it, and it never happened, and so
6: shut
4: up about all of this.
2: Get so, the hell out of here!
4: You know, it, it's funny. Something you said tripped it in my brain. You know this weird psychosis that we're witnessing of people who partly often, out of Trump derangement syndrome, made... I'm very careful about COVID, their whole identity. And you still have people clinging to that. And it's sad and it's sick. I saw a video on, uh, I guess it was Twitter or something the other day of this gal. And she's like a blue check mark or got a PhD or whatever. Talking about her children and how miserable they are because she can't let them play with anybody because COVID's still around and stuff like that. It was, it was, it was a video of a mentally ill person who is abusing her children and it was sad and sick. But so many people. Now, because COVID is much, much milder, unless you have a special case in terms of immunity or cancer treatment or whatever, you're fine. You're going to be fine. Everybody you know is going to be fine, and everybody you know is going to get COVID twice in the next six months. But you have that weird psycho crowd. When people who define themselves entirely by how much they hate Trump, which I think is a much bigger crowd than the one I've been describing, when they no longer have that, are there going to be, like, mass suicides or <laughs>
2: what you, yeah, rampant
4: what you, alcoholism or fentanyl use or what? What are you going to do with your life when it isn't
2: every single day? He's so close to going to jail, the walls are closing in. How many years, how many days and months and years can you say that and still be entertained by that?
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the folks who really worship Trump. And please don't worship any politician. It's it's just it's a bad thing to do. But anyway, those who are really crazy, crazy enthusiastic about it, you know, when Trump leaves the scene, he will. Everybody does. Um, they'll still have the judges. They'll hundred percent have other Republicans who are down with the policies. So you know, I think people move on with their lives. But the Trump haters, if you define yourself by what you hate, what happens when it goes away?
2: God, I wish I wish I could see a montage of uh, you pick your cable news host of saying I think an an indictment is likely or an indictment is coming soon. I'd like to see a montage of that over the last six years. How many thousand times have you told me this? What, how is
4: ever? Adam Schiff still in office? How is, speaking of that, how do they have him on that damn committee? Well, I guess he's the chair of the intelligence committee, right? Or the Oh, what a despicable human. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. And very thin-necked.
2: I get why he's still in office and still on the committee, because he was elected, but I don't get why he's still seen as a credible source to be on all these shows all the time. He is not a long ball hitter. How many times has he
4: told you Trump's
2: about to go to jail for the last six years?
4: Yeah, what I think we're displaying here is our quaint and, and, and borderline hilarious naivete about modern media. They don't care about credibility. Click- Bait, Eyeballs and ear balls. That's all they care about. And and if they can keep you another, you know, five minutes, they win. They have credibility. Nobody has any credibility. Nobody cares.
2: The, um, have you been following the story of the Finnish prime minister?
4: Uh, yeah, I saw that video, and uh, it was more than I expected. She's an alluring world leader. And that little gal is
2: partying hard. Yeah, she is dancing. She's getting her dancing, which is fine. There's no crime against that. Uh, but, the, but, be, but people who say that doesn't look like what I think a prime minister should look like. I fully get what you're saying. It oh, yeah. doesn't I mean, have the look of a world leader. How old
4: is she? She's not very old. 30s, I'm guessing. Because she's, she's partying like, like she's maybe 25. And 36. And... She's 36, which is young. Wow.
2: Um, one of the world's youngest heads of state, uh, and a very attractive woman, but she was partying, dancing cr- like crazy, and so she said we are just having fun, and there were no drugs involved, even though somebody was yelling cocaine in the background. The video went viral, and then you know the opposition, what's it's politics, just like we have. Um The opposition's going to jump on that sort of thing and claim it doesn't look statesmanlike, which it doesn't really. Uh, but then another video has come out in which she's dancing really close with some dude, like her head right up against his neck. Sort of way, in a slithery, sort of sultry way, and it's not her husband. Mm. Um, So, you know, and she said we're just friends, but, you know, I don't want my wife to dance like that with some dude. Oh,
4: yeah, that would make me really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. Boy, she's the funnish prime minister. She's uh, she's having a good time as prime minister.
2: At the start of the clip, she throws her hands in the air to the black-eyed peas. As the man puts his hands on her hips, she then lowers her arms around his shoulders, Blah 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 blah. Goes from there. You've seen it. Well, yeah, yeah, indeed, Reverend. Um, uh, or, uh maybe uh, I, I, all of a sudden it sounded like we were in the the town in Footloose. And- yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. Um, <laughs> when he gyrated his hips, ah, uh, maybe did they is Finland like big on swinging or or free love or anything like that? I don't know.
2: Yeah, and is this misogyny? Uh, of some sort that because it's a woman she's getting judged differently for partying than if if she is a guy throwing back beers at a party he's just kind of a cool one of the guys
4: yeah but i mean a better comparison would be if like the male prime minister was dancing like chris farley (laughs) i mean because she's really getting after it
2: but women like dancing you know and it doesn't mean as much to them as it does dudes. I think isn't that fair? to say?
4: I, I I guess we're we're edging close to caring about this conversation, um, and I'm 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 engaging in it under protest because I don't care. Well, I but think it,
2: I think it's a I think it's an actual problem for her politically in her own country right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, an actual bit of a scandal.
4: Yeah, I, uh, if I uh, were with a country
2: that's joining NATO and is part of the whole. Fighting all Russia right. thing. He,
4: he played the NATO card, folks. <laughs> he played the Russia card as well. All right. All right. I'm in. Uh, what struck me is she comes off as very, very young.
2: Well, she's 36. But by by USA standards, she's like, she should be in a diaper with a pacifier in her mouth. Because she's not 80 <laughs> years
4: old. <laughs> in terms of our politicians, yes. Yes, I'm surprised she's not still breastfeeding. 36, you say.
2: Yeah, so she was born when Biden was 42? Right. Something like that. She was born when Joe Biden was 42. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. What? I don't... uh, don't, That's a lack of respect for the office is what that was, Michael. (laughs) I said something off the air. oh, Oh, that didn't go out over the air. Okay,
4: gotcha. In the immortal words of Mick Jagger... Dance, little sister, dance.
2: Um what was the other thing I teased that I need to get to? I don't, I don't know. I'll think of it coming up.
4: Oh, uh, we did the Mar-a-Lago thing, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, pull out on how many people want to change the way we do the Supreme Court, which just keeps getting a new look and a new look. I don't know if
4: uh, I don't know if that's actually gonna have any movement or not, but we'll see. Oh, and some college students in California who are in trouble for posting a flyer uh, pointing out how many people died from communism. The college decided to stand up to defend communism and against these lads. Awesome. All that on the way. Stay with us.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
0: The
4: Armstrong and Getty Show. Just became aware of an article that we've posted at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links um, about the recall of George Gascone, the uh, crooked, ridiculous, dangerous L.A. district attorney. <clears throat> who's uh you may have heard the signatures fell short there's too many fraudulent ones uh, they rejected a huge number of signatures well redstate.com which uh, sometimes breaks some pretty important n- news from a conservative uh, perspective and sometimes gets a little creative for my uh, taste but um I'll just leave it there but um they have various whistleblowers and uh, witnesses and documents that make it seem like the recall George Gascon effort failed Because, and I'm quoting, the committee's purse strings were controlled by political consultants who were being paid by the campaign and who contracted with vendors on the basis of cronyism or financial gain instead of competency and essentially told their vendors, hey, just get us numbers. We don't care if they're legit or not. Just get us numbers and you'll get paid. So, who's rotten from within, perhaps? Again, I don't know this to be true. uh, But uh, that's out there. Anyway. Breaking news, I just watched the video
2: of the Prime Minister of Finland dancing with that dude. Hmm. And your takeaway? I don't know what her intentions are, but it's pretty clear what his intentions are, as is often the case with men and women and the woman who's saying, we're just friends, and oh, yeah, how about you test that premise? Make a move on him and see if he says, whoa, wait a second, I thought we were just friends. <laughs> See yeah. if that happens.
4: <laughs> or if he says, I'll get through room.
2: Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. She's a nimble little minx. There, isn't she?
2: <laughs> Wait. What is with you? I just, I, I, I will not be party to that kind of talk. Uh, I'm right interested then. in the geopolitical ramifications.
4: So three conservative students have filed lawsuit against California's Clovis Community College administrators claiming they violated their first uh, amendment right to free speech. They censored anti-communist and pro-life flyers. Uh, These three people got permission from administrators to hang three flyers listing the death toll of communist regimes on bulletin boards inside academic buildings back in November 2021. Uh, However, a Clovis administrator later wrote in an email that he would gladly take the flyers down because a couple of people have complained. Again, these are flyers pointing out all the people who died at the hands of communist regimes. A couple of he, people complained. I'd like to hear what the complaints were. He also suggested in the emails that it may have been a mistake to approve the flyers, saying the school should have banned the flyers under a policy that prohibits, quote, posters with inappropriate or offensive language or themes. Then the president of Clovis College, Lori Bennett, ordered the flyers taken down in November, um, at which point our friends at the FIRE... Uh, the foundation alleges she invented a brand new rule requiring flyers to double as club announcements in order to justify her decision. What? Bennett, uh, yeah, um, if you need a reason, you can let them know we agreed they aren't club announcements. They wrote to each other, the administrators. Administrators then used the rule to reject a set of pro-life flyers that the students submitted, etc., etc., um, And uh, so the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, which has become the new ACLU, by the way. FIRE has gone far beyond campus stuff now. They're fighting for free speech the way the ACLU used to. But I thought uh, Douglas Murray, the author and thinker, had a great uh, couple of comments on this. It's clip number 70, Michael.
5: You know, there was a poll a couple of years ago that showed that one-third of American students, that's one-third have positive feelings about communism. Uh, you know, that, that, that's a pretty horrific stat. Uh, it, you know, the, the 20th century had two terrible ideologies, nightmare ideologies, fascism and communism. And if a third of American students had positive feelings towards fascism, we would rightly be very alarmed. But a third of students having uh, positive feelings about communism is a demonstration that they don't know anything about what communism was right. and is. And it is completely right that other students who do know should try to educate their peers about the realities of communism and socialism, what it did in the 20th century and what it could do in the 21st. So they were completely within their rights and correct to be asserting their First Amendment rights. The fact that the college uh, thought that they were doing something controversial is amazing. The fact that they're now fighting back is very encouraging.
4: Yeah, here, here. Uh, I, you know, I, I did not know this at the time, but I had some Marxist instructors in college, whether they were professors or lecturers or whatever, who would just casually pitch the idea, for instance, that you know the nuclear family is actually uh, an oppression, um, and this one, and I was, I, I made my what the hell face in class at the time. Uh, but that was just part of a larger discussion and I found out later that, you know, it's part of Marxist ideology. And a lot of this stuff, erasing uh, lines between men and women and, and such, is straight out of Marxist ideology. So... Uh, The fact that educators would be extremely uncomfortable with an anti-communism flyer. I know I sound I know what I sound like. I can hear myself. I sound like some sort of there's a commie under every uh, couch cushion, you know, paranoia of the 50s. Actually, there were quite a few commies under the couch cushions, as it turns out, in the media and government. But um, there's a reckoning coming between. People who despise Marxism, Leninism, communism, and American education. And I don't know how it's going to end or where it's going to end, but it's coming.
2: Uh, before we get to the end of the hour, I haven't seen the video that started making the rounds yesterday from the 7 store that got ransacked in L.A.
4: Yeah, yeah. Dozens and dozens of people meet outside, then flood in and just empty the place.
2: So it's called a street takeover, I guess, and the LAPD is vowed to crack down on street takeovers. I hadn't heard that term before, but it has to do with the street racing a lot of times, and then just the giant crowd. Um, a separate street takeover about an hour and a half later. It says here, blah blah blah. This is the one we're talking about. The Seven Eleven in the same area escalated when a man ransacked a, a mob ransacked a Seven Eleven store, stole snacks, drinks, lottery tickets, tobacco products. Just cleared the place out. We have that video at ArmstrongandGetty If you miss a miss an hour, grab the podcast there.
0: Armstrong
4: and Getty Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new twenty twenty five Infinity QX eighty live March twentieth from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.